The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And Percy, are you buckled up, ready for this one now? I'm buckled up and I'm ready to go, <laughs> man. Good to see you. We're going to have a guest join us in a few moments. It's amazing how God leads people to help other people who are on a cancer journey. Well, you know, what I believe, and you and I have talked about this kind of off the air a couple of times, is, is how God will uniquely express himself through the unique talents and creative uh, aptitude of individuals who feel a calling and a passion to help others. Right. Yeah, you do so much to help inform us and to give us ideas, but people come along and listen to you, and then they run off and work on something themselves and create something themselves to help. It's the great beauty. I call it kind of the domino effect. You know, we're just here to put something in motion. So one domino hits another, and then that domino hits another, and then you really get this kind of chain reaction of unique expression and articulation of God's love. And it's exp- a picture of the body of Christ, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, today we're going to talk about overcoming cancer with compassion. We can overcome the spiritual effects of cancer with one act of love at a time. And you'll meet our guest here in just a few moments. Uh, I think regular listeners know that as you travel about the country to the various uh, cancer treatment centers of America, that you often sit down with uh, doctors and professionals and uh, patients even. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like the guy standing on the side of the road. I, I will record for food. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I, I will speak to we'll anyone. We'll talk for food. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to talk to real people in real scenarios about the subject of cancer. And that's what, exactly what we're doing here. Another thing that we need to talk about is what role the church can play in cancer care. And we have a resource called Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. This may be a new thought to you that perhaps your church should get involved in cancer care. Well, we've, we've discussed before the history of how I kind of crept into this format of ministry. And I don't know if many people ever thought about it from a structured perspective. So we created a document around the ideology and thought of cancer care ministry and your church, not as something as a passing whim or fad, but something that is structured, organized, uh, that people have prepared themselves for, etc. And this document basically outlines some, some strategic thoughts around the bones, if you will, mm-hmm. of what a cancer care ministry in your church can look like and give people the idea of how to get started down that direction. Yeah, if you've been thinking about this and wondered maybe if our church shouldn't be doing something, this is a great starting point, this, this resource. Yeah. It is. It you is. can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just look for Cancer Care Ministry and your church. Well, with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. It's toll-free, 866-712-HOPE. 
Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And I hope you'll learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I know you're going to open the scriptures to us. Let me just, before you do that, let me encourage our listeners, uh, if you just happen to find our podcast today and you have yet to subscribe, please subscribe to the podcast. You can do it right from the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, or you can do it through iTunes, whatever. But we really need people to subscribe and pass the word along. Yes, we're looking for all individuals who are interested in this type of programming in order to have it come to you on a very consistent basis without you even having to give thought to it. Just subscribe to the program. It's free. We ask for very minimal information, and that way the show will come directly to you on a weekly basis, and you'll have it at your disposal. Many, many people are doing that, and we're so grateful to have you listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Leave us a review on iTunes. That's most helpful as well. Yeah, we want to hear feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how the program is blessing you. Maybe ideas for conversation. And ideas for conversation, and then leave some breadcrumbs for other people to follow you uh, to to have some thought about the program as well. I like that. I like that. All right, you're holding a Bible. Let's hear from God's Word. Yeah, let's break bread. Our spiritual nugget for today to help frame this discussion is found in Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 37 through 39. And it reads as follows. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, says verse 38, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us, praise God, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, and that makes us more than a conqueror. And we're going to talk about just that later on in this conversation. All right. While you listen, why don't you go online to health, hope, and inspiration.com. And just recently, you had a phone conversation with today's guest. Well, with me today is Christiana Stewart. And she is the founder of Compassion That Compels, which is a uh, nonprofit organization that basically provides hope and emotional support to women battling cancer. And so uh, we are excited to have you, uh, Christiana. You've been on the show once before talking about some of the work that you do. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, thank you, Reverend Percy. I am so honored to be back. There was such a positive response the last time. Uh, that I was on the show, and it was really nice to be able to share our mission and to kind of grow that mission, and, and so thanks for having me today. Well, good, good. With that being said, I know that you are extremely uh, active and busy in not just your own community, but in faith communities now across the United States with the work that you're doing with Compassion That Compels. Uh, I know that you have your bags that you are providing to women. You're visiting individuals uh, in healthcare organizations, which is quite frankly how we met you at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta. And I thought that you would be an appropriate person to kind of give us a perspective on why is it important that we should support cancer patients in the faith community. You've been in different communities across the country. Tell me what you are seeing and experiencing, and why do you believe it's important to support cancer patients? That's such a great question. I want to take you back to kindergarten for a minute, because I think that's where we first start to forge our community outside of our family. You know, it's no longer um, the family over here, and I belong to them, right? Mm. So you begin kindergarten, 
you start to learn your place. You know, you got your little lunchbox. <laughs> this is your cubby. It's a place for your stuff. <laughs> you're going to go here to color. You're going to go here to go play. Uh, it's going to be structured play. You get to get a nap, which honestly... If I could have that in every community, I'd like to have some nap time and snacks. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I think do the miss world that. Would be <laughs> a much much better place. And then you know, Reverend Percy, we we start to grow older, and we engage in sports or group activities. We move on to college or work, and our hobbies really lend to our community, our work. We identify, and that lends to our community and the organizations that we kind of pull ourselves towards. And then one day, we hear those words, those three words that nobody wants to hear. Mm -hmm. You have cancer. Indeed. And then suddenly, your entire community doesn't change, doesn't. You change to your entire community. Okay. And you don't fit in anymore. So it's not like, oh, I had this job here in uh, Georgia, and now I'm moving to California. Mm -hmm. It's, oh my, now I used to go to the doctor for my annual checkup, and now I'm going to be very friendly with the lab technician at some place I used to drive by, you know, hundreds of times on my beaten path somewhere and it takes on a new meaning, this person automatically becomes part of this community that you've been forced into because you're not the same. You're a cancer patient. And it doesn't matter, Reverend Percy. This is what we're finding from area to area, whether we're individually delivering a bag, having one of our sister-to-sister, which is our peer mentoring program, Mm -hmm. one of our training sessions. What the commonality is is you can be... I don't know, you could be a card-carrying member of the vegan club, okay? Mm. You could have just uh, had the best lifestyle, and suddenly you are forced alongside people, and you only have one commonality on the surface. Yeah. And we know what it is, right? Right. So you have your cancer, and then typically we're finding that you may have your meetings at a cancer center. Mm -hmm. So not only are you going back to the place, where you're experiencing your greatest emotional pain, but you're going back to share an experience of other people's pain, which you're going to carry forth, and it's just it's such a hard place to be. You know, we've all heard the expression, God never wastes your pain. Mm-hmm. But getting the tools from an individual experience of this very private pain to a community It's very hard because we're in a society that says, oh, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Well, what do you naturally do? Let's think about it. You're vulnerable, but let's say you're vulnerable with your your kid's teacher, and they go, well, how are you doing? You go, I'm not doing well at all. Mm -hmm. I'm very scared. And she kind of looks and goes, oh, okay, I can bring a casserole to you, (laughs) you know, or whatever it may be, right? Right, right. And, and and if I may, what what you're saying is, uh, first and foremost, you know, cancer patients haven't been prepared to be told that they're going to be a cancer patient. You're exactly right. Uh, you, they're going to a facility in many cases that they drove by a hundred times thinking, you know, that's not important to me. That only happens to other people. And so there's a new normal in their life that shifts all of the things that they they may have been doing and thinking about 
that puts them in a very different community. And then inside of that community, I guess the the point that we'll be getting to is what's waiting for them inside of that community to help them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually as they as they adjust to this new normal. That's what I'm hearing you say, and that's what you, th- those are the people that exactly. that you're supporting and you're encountering. Yes, exactly. And so, if you're going back to that point of pain at a cancer center, and you're talking about things suddenly, body parts, yourself in a very clinical matter manner where before, you know, it was, wow, I never, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, taking a step back, there's numbers that we memorize, unless you're a man. Okay, forget this. Let me just put this couches in terms of, <laughs> of, a, of a woman, okay? okay? We're really good with numbers. Okay. No offense, guys out there, okay? Mm-hmm. The date of our anniversary, our kids' birthdays, our license number, our social security number. And suddenly, we have to memorize a number our medical record number, and these become self-identifiers. So lifting out of a singular experience, this, this, this torturous pain, to a point of community is where we want to reach people because the only thing that's found in a cancer diagnosis, no matter how informed you are, the other commonality you share sitting next to the person that's, that's there in that group is you are scared. Yeah. You're scared. Yeah, you are. You are. You absolutely are. How do you combat the fear? And that's one of the biggest things. So we, we call it um, naming the elephant in the room. Okay. Um, heard that expression before. But yeah. as we, we get together in a group, in a community, we have sessions where we go, let's talk about this. Name your worst fear. I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to see. People start doing it. And then guess what? Now we have commonality three. We all think we're going to die. Okay, great. Let's keep going. And, and, and that's how you begin to forge community. The other part about a community is an expressed purpose. So, Reverend Percy, think about one of your favorite hobbies. Your expressed purpose might be, what's one of your favorite hobbies? What is it to do? Uh, for me, it's uh, getting in the water. I love to swim. Okay. So sometimes there's someone, you're in your lane, and somebody else is in their lane, and you're swimming. All right? And you have that, you know, you're, you're alongside someone. It's your singular experience. But suddenly you're together. You're in the pool and you're swimming. Mm. It's this very same thing that we have in community. We've all named things. We're just going to swim here together, <laughs> or we're going to we're going to run this race together. Right. And what what's our purpose? Well, our purpose becomes not just beating the cancer, not surviving, but we want to overcome. So we don't ever use the term survivor at Compassion. Okay. We use the term overcomer. Okay. Everybody has something in life that they've overcome. Some people, you could fit it into a VW, and some people, they need a Greyhound bus, okay? Okay. (laughs) But we've all had something (laughs) that we overcome. And when you couch it in that way, then you start to move and you say, but what makes you first an overcomer? And that's how we approach it from a faith-based standpoint. For us, it's Christianity, and we say that, um, and we believe, that it's through Christ that we have the strength to overcome. Okay. And it's a beautiful thing. No matter what you believe, we have women that are atheists. Okay. We have uh, Muslim women that have to get permission to bring the, the, the bag and its contents into their home or to be part of a compassion community. Okay. We have uh, Hindu, and we have ones that think we're just crazy but love the items in the bag, and we're like, hey, <laughs> welcome all. Okay. Because we stand, you know, we stand for what we have in the bags. And at this point, we're close to uh, 6,500 bags in 25 countries. 
again, what I what I deduce from this is that the reason why you believe and think that it is important to support cancer patients to create a community uh, and space that then potentially they can overcome. And that then becomes the thrust and the importance of why you believe supporting cancer patients is vital and important from a faith-based perspective. Is that, would that be accurate? That would be very accurate. You know, we find that we all have a longing for belonging, is how we put it at okay. Compassion. Okay. We just have a longing for belonging. And in our social media-driven world, we have a version of the augmented sense of self. And, and let me just try and bring this back to when a cancer diagnosis hits you. In the past, it might have been, hey, I'm having this, this evening out with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing this fun activity. Mm-hmm. I'm posting this, and I'd like the world to see it. And suddenly, you're posting pictures, and you're not looking well. Right. Or you're finding that when you post pictures without your hair, you get more likes hmm. than you do when you have your wig on. Okay. And, you know, we like to say that's one of the things that we call out in the room, because it is. And... Suddenly, your ascribed worth comes to the level of suffering you seem to convey. Because even though it's augmented reality, again, you can't text that hug to someone. So you have to have that need for community. We can use the tools. We can use social media. Um, You know, Jesus, the disciples, they used the Roman roads to be able to spread the gospel, right? Right, right. these are the Roman roads. It's the virtual Roman roads. Correct. We can do this. Um, it's just if we use it in a tool, that's an effective tool. But at some point, there has to be the sense of community. For us, we decided to strip away some of those virtual layers that are created by social media. We do the support groups online, but we really want to front them to their nearest community. Okay. And we just launched seven, seven communities. You can actually go on our website, and you can click on the map, and there's a little dandelion that hangs there and bounces for a second. I think it's super cute, and mm-hmm. it tells you your nearest community, our routes it through to us, where we can identify a local faith-based support group, like an Our Journey of Hope group, mm-hmm. where we can tell them, look, this is what's available in your area. You are never, ever alone. And that's at Compassion, uh, that compels.org, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. It's CompassionThatCompels.org. If you go to it, there's a drop-down. We have uh, programs in our header. So if you go and you just drop down under programs, there's a variety of programs. So we say it's one-stop shopping. It's a form where you can become a Compassionista, and that's what we call our volunteers. We have our Sister-to-Sister Mentor Program. Mm-hmm. It's a 12-week faith-based program, mm-hmm. which has a, a first a six-week and another six-week Within that program, there's something that really strikes my heart, not just the bond of sisterhood that forms, but there is a, uh, an identification process. We like to know, are you okay? And obviously, you're not okay if you're finding us at about 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not okay. But if you go, if you look at that, there is the On Your Feet program, and that is our work readiness program. We're so excited. We've launched this very effectively now in three communities where you have an opportunity to have some career guidance, mm-hmm. your resume completely redone, a makeover, and, an, and a work outfit is supplied to you as part of the program. Then you're put into a group where you can do an interactive group with people we call it a cohort, okay. with people in your area that with similar interests, 
and it's all about what you'd like to do. And maybe if you just want to be a full-time volunteer, but what strikes your passion that compassion can help you with? So, yeah, we discussed and talked about uh, the possibility of individuals. Now they're in this community. They need community. And and you're helping to design and reshape cancer communities for individuals that they feel supported and loved and nurtured. And 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 there are some challenges with some individuals uh, who may have certain types of cancers that may have may have a perception uh, associated with it, a stigma uh, that some other cancers do not. Let's talk a little bit about that dynamic as you are supporting uh, women and individuals within these cancer communities that you guys are are working with with Compassion That Compels. So since our communities are bagged, every program we have is available to women fighting any type of cancer. We sometimes come across um, there's a stigma against what we call uh, shame-based cancers. Okay. So cancer itself is cruel, but it, it delivers another blow. It may be a lung cancer or HPV-driven cancer, and it attaches a lot of shame and condemnation to it. And we all know that shame in any capacity, in whatever situation, will always drive you away from the loving arms of our Lord, Mm -hmm. away from a comfort. And also, what's really key, Reverend Percy, it will drive you away from community because it will isolate you. Absolutely. And when you're there... Yeah, and you're there, and you you feel no one's going to understand me. Great, the person next to me has this type of cancer, and and I've got to explain my long Latin-sounding cancer, and I know this isn't going away with antibiotics, and Mm. I know I could have done things differently, and here I am. I deserve this. And, oh, does that not break your heart? Yeah, it does. You're right, because in my time and tenure of doing bedside care, uh, in many cases I've had to work through Uh, the shame and stigma of individuals even wanting to open up to talk about the mental or the emotional struggles that they are that they are experiencing with regard to certain types of cancer. Uh, I I can recall very vividly as a quick example uh, of a patient many years ago that was dealing with the effects of penile cancer and testicular cancer. So I can see how this could be uh, a huge issue that you guys are helping people to work through Uh, with the communities that you're helping to create for them. In that regard, uh, I salute you for being able to help uh, people work through those kind of sensitive conversations and and, and empower individuals uh, to become part of a community. Because the last thing that I'll say with regard to that is that cancer is a community disease. It is not an individual disease at the end of the day. And, And how we react and respond and what we do within that community may very well be the difference maker of how individuals react and respond to their treatment and approach to their cancer. I'm curious, uh, with all of the work that you do and all of the people that you're supporting and all of the work that's being done at Compassion That Compels, and again, uh, they can locate that at CompassionThatCompels.org, what's the one thing that gives you hope? What, what makes you hopeful in your life or in the work that you do in the closing seconds that we have here? Oh, there's so many ways that, that I could that I could go with this. You know what gives me hope? Knowing that one day I may never ever have to deliver another compassion bag. Mm. That I may know we may never have to have another compassion community. Mm. So it's not hope in a cure. It's hope knowing that together through one compassionate act at a time, we can reach people who felt like they were beyond beyond the love of Christ, 
that they were beyond any hope, that they would find a hope that they could anchor straight to their souls. That's, that's what gives me hope. Well, thank you for that. Today, I salute you and I thank you as a co-laborer uh, in the fight uh, against cancer as we support those in our faith communities battling every day. Thank you for the work that you do. And until the next time, uh, may the Lord continue to bless everything that your hands touch. We'll hear again from Percy McCray in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. It's a great word, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, our resource this month is Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. Uh, As I said earlier, this could be a new idea for someone that maybe my church can get involved here. It certainly can. And again, I've said before from a historic perspective, uh, when I started out down the road of having discussion about specifically cancer care ministry in local churches, that was really a very foreign concept, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And, And more and more churches are embracing the idea of this, but there still are many more who may not have quite caught a whole of the vision and the idea of this. So this document will help stir up that gift potentially and that inspired thought to begin a cancer care ministry. And this document will help give you some insight on what that potentially can look like from a structure perspective. And in just a moment, I'll talk about the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network that can be very helpful in this regard as well. But download this resource right now, Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. It's available instantly at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, as you talk with Christiane here today, I was just impressed. You often say that cancer is a community disease. Yes. And that came out again in the interview today. Yes. But is there a tendency for people to kind of draw inside at first, perhaps? Do they do they need to know that there are people who want to help and get involved? It is. You know, and, and there that is for various different reasons. Some people are just more private than others and uh, and, and, and kind of keep things to themselves. But there is an element and a dynamic. And I thought that uh, Christiana brought up a very great uh, school of thought and concept around shame-based cancers. Yeah, I'd never thought of that before either. And I've never used that phraseology. So I, I love the language of that, that there are certain types of cancers that individuals may feel shame of. Yeah, well, they're uncomfortable talking about and it. And socially yeah. uh, feel uncomfortable expressing or emoting about that. And, you know, there was a couple of examples that were given. I think that in some cases that may be true for women who have had breast cancer mm-hmm. and mastectomies. Uh, again, men who may have had breast cancer mm-hmm. certainly may be one of those dynamics. And so that being said, to your point, uh, people withdrawing and kind of uh, not allowing themselves to engage socially, uh, the whole point for her that is driving and motivating the, the ministry, the expression of ministry that she has, Compassion That Compels, is to help create community and a space to nurture what she said was an overcoming spirit. And I love the idea of this, that, you know, this is not just necessarily from her perspective about beating cancer. This is about becoming an overcomer and creating that dynamic of energy among others that gives you a very different kind of 
dimension to your attitude, and it, it lines up with the scripture that we read that we're more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not just kind of barely getting by. <laughs> we're 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 going over the top with this in terms of 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 experiencing the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual sense of victory that God brings to His people as they as they work through uh, difficult processes. You know, it it could be that uh, we talk with people from all walks of life on this program. Mm-hmm. You're not they're not just the celebrities, so to speak. These are people who are just living life, and perhaps they've been affected in some way by cancer. Maybe our next guest is somewhere out there listening today who has a story to tell. An amazing school of thought for us to ponder. Uh, Christiane, just like many others, once upon a time were people who are just average, everyday yeah, folks. I don't that, think she'd mind if I described her as ordinary. And ordinary in the sense of, to your point, not a celebrity, not right. someone famous. But God gave her a vision. That's exactly right, based upon an experience. And I think that that's the connecting thought that's really important because uh, everyone has experiences. Everyone has things that they go through uh, that fall into their lap that they didn't sign up for. And uh, we highlight people that basically took those experiences, those difficult, challenging experiences, and then gave God opportunity to express himself through them in the midst of that started ministries. And there may be someone that's listening to us right now that, you know, they're just bumping along, doing what they do every day. But a year from now or two years from now may be someone else on the other side of that experience and equation that God is going to speak to their heart to do some things with their community and with this particular community as we continue to say cancer uh, affects and impacts our community because it's a community disease. And we may very well uh, be interviewing them and hearing their story of how God is utilizing them now. Well, maybe it'll be through your church's ministry to those with cancer. I mentioned this earlier, but the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network has been set up to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. So if you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free. There are benefits like access to exclusive online leaders' resources, information about training opportunities, our monthly informative newsletters sent via email, and other resources as well. Just visit healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page for the Ministry Leaders Network, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. And we want to, We started out with that school of thought, and now we want to end with that school of thought. Someone today listening needs to hear Romans 8, 37 through 39 that says this, that no, in all things, not a few things, not some things, not only on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or on paydays, but in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today, be thou reminded that you are and can and will be more than a conqueror. As we close, check out resources available, including Cancer Care Ministry and your church at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy McRae, thank you for your leadership, for your encouragement. Well, thank you, sir. I'm going to go get my axe. I've got some wood to chop. You're going to be busy. Yeah, all right. Because I'm more than a conqueror, my friend. (laughs) But don't forget to join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.